air breathers. This is SpongeBob SquarePants, and you are filling your ear holes with an elegant weapon, the best podcast on land or sea. Bah! May the force be with you. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 230. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi, Ross, Ross, Jedi, J. And as always, it's wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Also with me tonight, hanging out, Mr. Pat Kawula. How's it going, sir? Not too shabby. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's long overdue. It's about time that we hung out and we made some pod. Uh, just before we get into said making of pod, uh, one or two things to say. Um, this episode of An Elegant Weapon brought to you by the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, happening April 7th to 9th, the Great Philadelphia Expo Center, announced today Mr. Alan Tudyk will be attending the convention. Um, so if that piques any interest, uh, I guess we'll see you there. So April 7th to 9th, www.greatphiladelphiacomiccon.com. Check it out. And another quick reminder that the Heroes of Homeroom C by our good friend Anthony Rutgazer, the Kickstarter, is still engaged. I think there's like 16 days left or something. Get on it. It's something that needs to be made. If you go check out the Kickstarter, you'll see why. And now that that nonsense is out of the way. Um, tonight's guest sitting in with us tonight, it feels long overdue. Uh, he's the host of Digital Nerd... Oh, see, I knew I'd flub that. I totally knew I'd flub that. I don't know why I have so much trouble saying it. Digital Nerdage uh, podcast. And uh, Pat, have we actually met? Uh, we met at uh, Grand Rapids, not this past year, the previous year, I'm pretty sure. Okay. You. You came that first year, or the first year there at the big, big, big spot in Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, not last year, the one that just happened, but the one the year before was right. the, the one time I went. Yeah, and that was cool. That was a fun little show, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. I think, you know, obviously they're dealing with their growing pains because they're still learning and they're still a few years, you know, it's only their fourth show last year. So, I mean, but it's great to see the track they're on and the things that they're doing and the people they're bringing in. Of course, I have this uh, I have this weird way that I look at conventions now, and I've been to enough and enough varied sizes and dimensions of conventions that I really do just go on a feeling. Like, what was the vibe? And that con had a good vibe, and you know, not the craziest, most exciting, can't wait to be there next year vibe, but had a good time vibe. You know what I mean? So, you know, I can appreciate that because as long as I had a good time and I feel like I came out not having a horrible or unfortunate time, that con was a win for me, you know? Yeah, and and it's more than anything, it's the people that make the cons. You know, it, it's there's a lot to be said for the organizers and the people that are behind the scenes, but the people that are there really make the con for, for a lot of us because we know so many of the creators and the the vendors and the people that attend these shows that – you know, if you're getting the, the right people there, you're going to you're going to grow the show in the right way, even if uh, unless you're really, really, really bad at it. And <laughs> there are shows that are really, really, really bad at it. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. They definitely exist. Well, that's one thing that was cool about it, is like all the people that were there were people that I've only ever known or been able to meet through Motor City. And that's where I get to see all these Michigan friends every year is Motor City Comic Con. So it was cool to see them all in kind of a lighter environment. Where, you know, it was, it was, it, it provided a lot of opportunity for me to just sit down and have casual conversation with a lot of people that, because Motor City is so much of kind of a party and I'm constantly running around sticking microphones in people's faces for like 10 minutes at a time here and there, that it was nice to just chill and get to know people a little bit better, you know? So I really appreciated it for that on that level. 
Yeah, it's it's you know, and I'm I'm spoiled. You know, our, our hometown <laughs> con up here is 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 that nice intimate con that we have. You know, the great people come up and and people really enjoy it. So we get to hang out and really just kind of low key it as opposed to you know the more to cities of the world where it's you know thirty thousand people on Saturday or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I can appreciate that. And you guys like us in this region are quite heavily spoiled in Michigan with your comic cons. Like you guys, you know, I don't think it's quite to the insane extent that it is here in Ontario where you could literally go to something every weekend pretty much like comic-con related you know and but it's getting close out there like Michigan's just stacked full of fantastic shows you know yes definitely and uh it, it's funny you say fantastic you know fantastic con is a good one <laughs> <laughs> now the show that you're heavily involved with uh is the cherry capital comic-con um, how long have you been involved with that for? Uh, heavily for about five years now, but I've, I've been involved with it since inception to, to some little degree. Um, you, you, this is, uh, the ninth year that we're putting it on this year and, uh, we're, we're stoked. We've got huge things put together. We're, we're ready to go. And, and now it's, you know, we're into, we're into planning next year and promoting, the heck out of this year so ninth most year planning set eh? to go <laughs> i didn't realize it was so far along that's fantastic so one more year till a pretty major celebration for the show then that's uh that's great and we're looking forward to it <laughs> yeah nice man i hope to be able to get out there at some point it's uh it's getting hard there's so much to do <laughs> these days it's it's crazy so where does this start for you because i know you've been doing the podcast since what like 2012 uh, uh, yeah, 2012, yeah, late 2012, or was it late 2013? I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> so what, uh, what's the, so you were involved with the con before the podcast? Yeah, basically what had happened, um, the podcast kind of came to be, um, almost as a direct result of the, of the con. Uh, we, we, we've, in addition to having such a great con, we're blessed with a lot of great creators around, uh, Trevor City, and i I, I'm not the greatest, you know, I, I never really wanted to be an artist, so I never was able to do that. Um, you know, and, and I never, I hadn't written anything yet and I was struggling for ideas. So I was like, I want to, you know, I wanted to do something. Uh, and it really kind of clicked that nobody was really promoting the people in, in, in around us. No, we had this great, you know, small community of people and, I don't think people heard about us. So I'm like, how can I, what can I do to help promote, you know, my friends and the people that I, that I've met that, that are really talented creators. And it just kind of came together to, to throw the podcast uh, out there. And it's really kind of morphed and evolved over the years from, you know, really a lot of interviews <laughs> and a lot of talking to creators and, and really interviewing them to just kind of a, more of a, a pop culture, nerd culture type you know, talk show where we have people join us from time to time and not really interview them and just have them join the conversation and while talking about their work a little bit. So, well, that's what I've enjoyed about the show when I've heard it is how freeform it is. You guys are very relaxed. <laughs> you guys are obviously just having a good time and that's totally in the vein of my kind of podcasting. You know what I mean? So, as much as I do appreciate the interview thing as well, I mean, that's pretty much what I spend most of my time doing. But even again, it's it's so much more enjoyable to just have a conversation, even if it is with someone important than an actual just interview peppering them with questions, which they've probably heard a million times anyways, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it becomes challenging for me is that. You know, that that's kind of what threw me off is I'm like, I don't want to keep just doing the same questions. They get the same things over and over again. And you try to come up with that, like, unique question as you're, like, kicker. And it just kind of became a little stressful. And I'm just like, let's just talk to people. Let's yeah. just have a good time and talk to people. And yeah. it's it's fun. <laughs> well, I always felt like I, thought, I, I I had that idea in my head once, too, finding these unique, interesting questions. And then I realized, for me, what worked best was – Forgetting about what the question was, doing a little tiny bit of research. I don't want to do too much because I don't want to just ask them like bullet points about what I've read or whatever. But 
read up on them till I find a point that interests me personally. Even if it's something that has been brought up a million times, but if it sparks interest in me, I know that even if I ask that same question, as far as a conversation, I can probably get it to go somewhere where we end up, you know, taking it somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, get, getting, you know, sparking that interest in yourself, just, it, it makes a more natural conversation. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 worked well for me when, you know, because sometimes you don't know people too well, especially the more I've started to do this, and, you know, in the beginning, for me at least, when I started having guests on, it's a lot of people you kind of know. Like, you don't right away off the bat, usually as a podcast, start going after unless you're nuts and ballsy, like big names that, you know, you may have not really talked to anybody yet. So it was a lot of friends that I knew around, like artists that I saw from Comic-Cons around here in Toronto and and stuff like that. And as it's grown, I've ended up like having crazy conversations with people that I have no idea about. And then just one little tidbit will pop up and there's an hour talking about that tidbit. It's one, I, it's, I love that about podcasting, you know? It, it, it is. It's you, you never know what that thing is going to be that that really kind of becomes something, something significant, something special. And that just carries you through the whole time. And it's it, it, it's a fun feeling when you hit that, though. <laughs> for oh, sure. yeah, it feels great. That's why I love that you guys have gone through that progression, because it's somewhere I even at times have had to have like consciously tried to go where getting things more relaxed, getting things to where I don't want to say I don't care as much because I always care. I always want my show to grow and I love people to hear it. But as far as the actual making of the pod, it's always got to be fun. It's always got to be a good time while it's happening. The more I forget that we're recording, the better, you know, so it's, it's something I try to remind myself of once in a while. Cause it's easy to get lost in, in, I don't want to say the competition because I hate to look at this as competition and most, most podcasters don't, but there's always the conversations that come up with certain podcasters about, Oh, what are your hits? Or I've got these hits or this got me these hits. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's great. Like, which is cool. Like I so believe in the, in the absolute anarchy of podcasting that, there's even place for that for those people who do want to use it to be famous and you know be heard by the world and you know become pod rock stars or whatever that's great there's there's a place for everybody that's what's cool is everybody on earth could do it you know yeah and i, and I think there's all, always that like small part of all of us that's like man it'd be kind of cool to become that 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 awesome person but man it's not why i'm doing it you know it, it, it and i think that's where the the people who you you know full well that they're not doing it to be the the rock stars you know they're not being it you know they're they're doing it because they really enjoy what they're doing they enjoy hanging out with people they enjoy promoting others or or talking about a specific subject I mean we're we're, we're spoiled because we have you know quite a few of uh, of our friends that that do comics and and nerdy podcasts but there's some great podcasts out there that have nothing to do with anything nerdy oh, yeah. that are you know they're they're about straight you know medical research or whatever yeah, and that's... and they're excellently done <laughs> and it's just crazy totally, because man i bet you there's podcasts about like mold and spores <laughs> and like <laughs> just the most ridiculous nonsense i've come across crazy stuff like uh well even in uh, in my day job i'm an arborist right mhm and uh, in, for the layman's out there, that layman turn is I'm a tree climber. I'm a tree doctor, tree surgeon, whatever the hell you want to call it. But there are tons of podcasts out there for tree guys, by tree guys, about trees. <laughs> <laughs> I personally have found most of them boring as hell, but they're out there. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's people you can do it on anything. You can do it on nothing. You could literally just I remember when I first started. Me and my co-host, the friend at the time, our first episode, we went down to the basement. We smoked a big joint. We hit record on the iPhone, and we just started talking like we would any other fucking night. And we ended up talking about Portuguese man-o'-wars, right? We ended up recasting Voyager 
and like making like a whole sequel movie to it and it just went off the rails right (laughs) (laughs) the recasting voyager that's the (laughs) yeah it was it was ridiculous but we had so much fun like when we were done it was funny because when we were done we went for an hour because we figured that's what you're supposed to do and then we went outside for a smoke and just kept the conversation going <laughs> for like another hour standing outside. So, and, and that's when you know you hit something special when when it just keeps going. Um, we we had a a, a a night in the the second year of Cincy Comic Con. Uh, I had gone down. I'd gone down for the first two years, uh, really to support the creators of that show, and. Uh, Went down, hung out, met a bunch of new people, had a great time in the first year. Um, really was the first time I hung out with the El Arto guys for any significant amount of time. You know, Eric and John and yeah, yeah. And, and Chris. And I think uh, those guys were awesome. We had a great time. And when I met Comfort and Adam and came back the second year, and I'm like, you know what? We had such a great time after our Saturday night. This year I'm going to. I'm going to bring my phone. I'm going to set my phone up. We're going to sit. We're going to do like we did last year. And this time I'm going to record it. And it, it went like three hours and there was no repeating topics. There was nothing that was boring. Every bit of it was just like high quality conversation. It's just like, we just have to stop because we're all exhausted already. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're still having fun and talking, even though whoever's listening is probably like, this is making no sense whatsoever at this point. <laughs> do you uh, do you listen to the big ones like the Kevin Smiths and the Joe Rogans? And you know what? I barely ha- I-, I catch flack from uh, from Michelle, my, uh, one of the co-hosts on, on Digital Nerdage. She has started a new podcast that's part of the the network called the bitches of Eastwick with her and Shauna and Chrissy. And I catch flag from her cause I barely listen to their show. <laughs> That's how much time I have. <laughs> right on. Uh, well, I, I, I listened to Kevin Smith. Well, a few of his shows and uh, Joe Rogan and they've gotten together, you know, a couple times over the years and it's always an epic event. Right. And recently a couple months ago, they got together for the first time in a year and they did four fucking hours. Holy shit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. When I pulled up my podcast app and I saw Joe Rogan and I saw guest Kevin Smith and I saw four fucking hours. <laughs> I was like, this is like a podgasm and a half. This is going to be fantastic. And it was. By the third hour, they were talking fucking gibberish they were falling down youtube holes they were looking stuff up and like there was dead air and no one cared (laughs) and i was like this is beautiful this is absolutely the way it should be at least for me you know and oh i had such a good time i had such a good time man i tell you so talk to me a bit about your show and your network and your co-hosts educate me so uh like I said, it, it kind of started as as a, a little way to, to promote the people that I that, that I'd met that I knew, wanting to get that word out there, and we've kind of just grown into a kind of a, a talk show format of uh, me. Uh, Corey was originally with me; he's been with me since the beginning. Uh, Corey is involved in the the, the, the Comic Con with me. We've known each other for uh, probably fifteen years now, and. It, it was one of those things where it's just like, I, I don't want somebody who's just going to agree with me all the time. Right. And he challenges me a lot and he calls me names and he, you know, he messes with me and I'm like, this is, this is kind of a nice dynamic. So we started out with that. Um, and so Corey has been with me for, for, you know, forever. And about a year ago, uh, Michelle and, uh, had, uh, we the the mistresses of mayhem and chaos, uh, Michelle and Crystal were were doing their thing, and they joined on with the network, uh, and then it just all hell broke loose with Michelle. Uh, a few months later, she kind of was getting back into things and wanted to do some stuff again, and Crystal had kind of moved on to some other projects, and Mich- I'm like Michelle, just let's come and join the flagship. <laughs> right on. And added her in there, and it's been hilarity ever since because she adds such a like such an an interesting angle because she's like she's nerdy but she's like 
uh, conservatively nerdy. Like she's very sciencey. <laughs> she's not great with comics. She kind of only half understands Star Wars, but she puts in like the best like shots and one liners, and everyone loves her giggles. So right, 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 right. <laughs> so she's actually is a nerd. She's not a geek. That's what it's sounding like. Oh, are you are you a definer? Are you a, you define the? Geek oh, I'm all about nerd? labels. I'm all about labels. That's why, man. You'll even see. I'm even all about equality. You'll see. It says my show is for uh, fan kid conversation for a more <laughs> civilized age. And uh, you know, the geek, the word geek is it, it's a little out of control. You know, it's. Uh, it's just so used, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe overused. I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of hearing it in a way, you know, because I was never considered myself a geek or, you know, anything like that. I was just a kid who liked comics. But when we like I'm, I'm not exactly sure at your age, but when I was into comics, all my friends were into comics. Like I, I wasn't weird for being liking comics. You know what I mean? Like all the guys in, in my grade throughout those years were into comics so uh, i never felt like an outcast or a weirdo or not part of the the deal because i was into comics and shit you know yeah uh i i came up in a i came up up in a weird time in comics because i was uh you know i'm a, a a child of the 80s and coming of age in the 90s and uh so uh, the 90s are the dark ages for comics number one right um and I was much more of a, a video game uh, kid. Right, uh, I, right. I, I came up through all that, and uh, that's that's kind of where my basis is. And I didn't do a ton of comic books. I always kind of knew the lore. I knew the knew the characters, knew the things about them, um, but but never really was like the comic collector or anything. And um, but but always always into it. Loved Batman. Loved Superman. Loved loved all those guys. And 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 knew plenty of them. Watch the X Men cartoon every every chance I got because that was the greatest cartoon from a comic book ever. Oh, you're totally a '90s kid, aren't you? <laughs> you totally are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, it was it, it it was you know there there was a lot of different things going on, and I think more of the video games were had taken over. So what, was your, kind of, what was your what was your first gaming system? Uh, I had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, so you were playing way back then, nice and young. Okay. Yeah, we we uh, we got the NES with like the first month it came out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I was I was pretty young with the twenty six hundred, but see, anyway. my kid is six right now, and this has probably been for almost the past year or so, but he is video game heavy. Like I was, I had played a lot of video games as a kid, but I was never like, that wasn't my number one thing. You know, I did it with my friends more. So, you know, playing Mario Kart when I was a little older, but like Super Mario and Tetris when I was younger, but I wasn't like a hardcore, but my kid is hardcore, man. Like he'll go like 14 hours straight if I don't stop him. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like he plays Minecraft, right? And he makes like... I don't even want to say worlds. I want to say like universes. Like he's got his, his universe, his world that he's, he built a McDonald's with working, <laughs> like it's got working washrooms in it. He built hotels. He's built schools. He's built grocery stores. He built a Walmart with another McDonald's inside the Walmart. Like it just blows my mind. And all the, like the Lego games, like uh, Lego Marvel heroes and stuff and Lego Batman. He's, he just, he kicks my ass at everything. And it's, it's, it's a weird because I want to encourage him. Like if he's going to be a video game master wizard, sure. Awesome. But I still want him to like be able to function in society and like the regular world. Right. So right now I'm trying to learn to find the balance of making sure he's not plugged in too much. Well, that's that's the challenge of every parent right now. That's I mean, I I deal with that with my daughter. She's not a video game kid, but you know, she's six and right. she's she's more of a, a a TV kid, but she wants to always movie, you know, Netflix, whatever, you know, she wants to watch that stuff and right, right, um, and it, it's just trying to find that 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 balance and figure it out. It's it's tough because 
you know, they're, they're, they're so happy when they're doing it. Yes. They're just, <laughs> and they're so passionate about it. It's like, oh, yeah, you look at you. Love that shit. How am I supposed to like, <laughs> does your kid have you, did you let her watch YouTube or? She watches some YouTube. I, I, some of that YouTube stuff, man, it's just so out there. Like she's been watching a lot of the, uh, the like on, uh, not, not the un. I guess unboxings are a way to put it. Uh, yes, like yes, just the stuff with the, yeah. the blind bags and all that crap. And I'm just like, <laughs> what are you watching? Yeah. My kid went through that phase, man. Just obsessed with unboxing videos. <laughs> but now there's this guy, uh, Dan TDM, the, the diamond mine cart. And he's one of the top YouTubers on YouTube. And all he does is like play Minecraft games. And he's just like the biggest Minecraft YouTuber. Like he's world famous and shit, right? So my kid's obsessed with watching this guy's videos. Now this guy has started playing another game called Roadblocks. And now my kid, of course, is like, Roadblocks, I must have it. So he like came straight to me with his iPad and he's like, you know, you must download this. <laughs> and it was like, okay, let me check it out. It was totally a weird game. And I was like, okay, but it's totally like rated G it says and everything. So go ahead, do your thing. But man, and then he wanted, what was really cool though, is a couple weeks ago is he wanted to make a YouTube video and he's like, daddy, can I do that? And I was like, absolutely. You can do that. So, you know, I hooked up my phone and filmed him playing Minecraft. So I hit record and I'm like, okay, go ahead, buddy. And he goes right into the spiel that I know he hears on these videos, right? And he's like, okay, guys, welcome, guys. I'm glad to, he to have you here, guys. We're going to play this today, okay? We're going to start on level six and making our way to the thing. Okay, guys, let's do it. And he's like, if you like to, if you like the video, leave some comments. And I was like, oh my God, this kid's like, <laughs> <laughs> and i really considered putting it on youtube i i didn't because i just still feel weird about having my kid on youtube but i was i was like that's that was pretty quality man like <laughs> it's it, it's crazy what they pick up too man they just they just pick up some of the craziest things it's like wait how are you what how are you paying attention what yeah like, yeah like one of my you know one of my like background shows if if i'm kind of working on some stuff or or doing something and i just want some background noises i'll turn on scrubs on netflix right on Be because scrubs is like one of the greatest sitcoms ever um <laughs> nice. and it's funny like i'll flip it on and all of a sudden oh jd I'm like, wait, what? How do you, you're not supposed to realize? That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes things come out of their mouths, and you're like, how did you even like art put that thought together? Like two of those words, I wouldn't have guessed you knew. Like, <laughs> and then they just bust it out, man. But you know, we're a generation now where our kids have the options of being YouTubers as a profession. <laughs> like. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> never never would have thought i'd hear those words isn't that weird like we're the last of the non-techs really right it, it, yeah i mean really it, it, this is very true is this you yeah. know the, the, the people who who don't have like online abilities to you know well it's not that we don't have the ability but you know the it, the having an online job like you, you having a youtube channel as your primary source of of income it's just it's nothing we would have considered oh yeah yeah there was like our brain wouldn't have been able to wrap around it like even the just the thought of a youtube probably like i don't know about you but like when i started doing this podcast i could barely use facebook like i i was so computer illiterate that i didn't know what i was doing with the thing and then i started the podcast and as it's gone on over the years you know, and then the points of interest network that we started and, you know, learning to it's crazy. The stuff that I've had to learn just because I like to talk and shit. So I've had to learn how to make websites. I've learned code. I've learned, you know, so many sleepless nights just going down YouTube holes on how to figure out like one little thing to make something happen. And then when it happens, it's like the most glorious feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> see i i was lucky because i've always been somewhat of a tech kid i mean i'm a i i'm in it is my day job oh That's, see I mean, you're I... set up then man you're fucking good to go see i climb <laughs> trees man 
I'm a fucking monkey, and I'm trying to fuck. I'm just banging, banging on this fucking magic box, like Zoolander styles, like <laughs> fucking make podcast, make pod work. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous, man. But it's been fun. Like the skills I've had to learn have been insane because it's a constant evolution for me, right? Because I started very simple on Podbean. You know, a uh, very simple, very user-friendly site, which I still host on to this day. And, uh, you know, and that kind of grew. And I was like, okay, well, I need a website. So I I kind of made a cheap free way. Everything I've ever tried to do, I've learned to do the cheapest, freest way possible. I am totally the Robert Rodriguez of podcasting. Like, you know, total fucking El Mariachi styles. Cheap as I can. <laughs> so I built the best WordPress dot uh com site that i could just like a free blog and would like post all my episodes on it and i did that for points of interest podcast network but then the network got to a point where i was like okay i have to do too much manually at this point to keep it like a decent site and it's sucking my life away so it's time to step up so that's when i moved up and got the hostgator account and got the wordpress you know account for dot org to make your own website and that's when it got serious. That's when I was like, okay, now it's time to learn to do some shit. You know what I mean? So that's been for about the past year. So I wouldn't trade the skills for anything though, man. Like just the sense of accomplishment alone for the little bit of things that I've kind of learned to do feels great. You know, it's, it's an unexpected, another unexpected bonus side effect of podcasting that I never would have considered would happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems, so many people think that that oh just anybody can do a podcast and, and that's absolutely correct to some degree but if you have any in any pride in what you're doing there's there's a lot of different things that go into it you know it's it's the gear you use it's the it's the way you edit it's if you edit it's it's you know making sure you're 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 doing music the right way making sure your your intro is legal you yeah, know, there's... yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's a craft, right? It's a it's a craft or a skill that you're learning to craft as you go along, and as you as you get to a point like anything, you want to keep improving upon yourself, right? So you're like, you know what? I've gotten to this point where I realize because of my experience that this is a lame logo or this is a, you know, this sound quality isn't quite up to par of what it could be to just you know do a little bit more. So yeah, I totally hear what you're saying because you know. As I've gone on, that's what it is. It's little points that you get to where you're like, oh, I've learned this, so now I have to apply it to the situation because just for my own personal satisfaction, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's in, it's incredible to, 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 to figure out. And, and you can always hear it. You can always hear the people who are, are taking it seriously um, because they you, you, you hear it in their product. In, right, in, in your, right. It's an absolutely great analogy. Is it's 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 a craft, and 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 taking it serious as far as being passionate about it, not necessarily just like throwing money at it. You know, right. like there's a lot of outfits and organization and pods and this and that I've seen out there that just thought they could, you know, take a whole bunch of money, buy a bunch of fancy equipment, you know, fancy logos or whatever, and just toss it out there, and it would just make itself happen. You know, but as every podcast podcaster does know in the end it comes down to your content and you know who's gonna listen and do they want to and is there something for whoever to listen to you know so you know it's cool but you know you're lucky you're kind of in a broad situation you know where you can just kind of cover a general sense of things you like to talk about you know i've kind of painted myself into a bit of a niche or corner <laughs> <laughs> And now I have to go out all the time because one of the things I'm kind of, you know, getting recognized for is the whole gorilla style thing, right? Because I'll pod anywhere, anytime. And I do that a lot. So I try to hit every little show I can around here and end up, you know, talking to a lot of the same people all the time. But then people build relationships hearing these people. And it's cool because I don't always have to be introducing people at a show. I can just walk around a con around here and walk up to whoever and be like, hey, Alfonso, we can just go into bullshitting, right? I don't have to do the same thing. This is whoever, and they have this book right now, and you can get it here and there, you know? I I get a little tired of that once in a while, you know? 
Oh, without que- without question. That was that was honestly, I, I I was trying to continually, you know, I'm sure you know it with with points of interest, but you know, in, in trying to do like a network, it's like trying to figure out you know the content level. You know, where's the content at? And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to the roots and I'm gonna split off. Do I'm gonna do a second show, just me, and I'm gonna do one-on-one interviews. And man, I'll tell you what, that is the, that is the, 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 the challenge of challenges is that, you know, you, you have to schedule like crazy. And I, I don't envy, I, I will oh, give Derek God. Becker a shout out right now because I do not <laughs> envy what he does because he sets up an interview every single week. And if you, if you get behind even once or you have one guest cancel, you're in deep, deep doo doo. To stay on your schedule. Well, <laughs> his case is a little safer because he knows he at any time can be like last minute, like, fuck, I'll call Jay or Pat and <laughs> we'll get a good talk out of it. So he does have a nice little safety net, but I absolutely will give him props that I know how it is. Like having a schedule, I, 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 I don't pressure myself about it anymore because I've, I've, I just so don't fucking give a fuck. And I'll talk, I'll do that too, right? I'll call up whoever and be like, let's just fucking chat this week. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a comic artist or whatever, but for what he's done and dedicated himself to doing as far as week after week, finding a comic book professional to sit down and have an interview with is, is bold strokes, man. It's a, uh, you know, and he's doing great. He's pulling it off every week. He's getting better. He's getting more comfier and he's really found his groove, you know, so I'm very, very happy. Very happy for you, Mr. Derek Becker. You know, and uh, but all these pods, it's great. It, but I, talking about the limits with the content. See, right now, I've even recently, you know, me and my partner Josh, El Hawkes Hawks, uh, we pretty much were like, okay, I think we're gonna cap right now. We've got enough. Uh, so not you know we're not really looking for any new shows and we think we got a good number right now and it's not about the number it's about the we like to keep it that you know mom and pop kind of feel like all the shows on our networks are very friendly and most of them are friends with each other right mm-hmm. and it's grown very organically where a lot of shows have come from friends of hosts of shows that were on the network very rarely have we ever maybe once actually maybe not even ever have we searched out a new show like deals have come up and like we've met new shows and made really good friends with them so we've been like be on our network but never have we been like okay we need a video game show or we need a wrestling show or we need a whatever any that we have came to us very naturally and that's something we pride ourselves in. So we like to really hold on to that organic feel. So right now we're kind of like, especially with the workload, like since I made the new Points of Interest podcast, uh, the new website, I got everything plugged in where I barely have to touch it. So it's it's great now, but we're at a good place. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice where we are. So we're not going to be greedy about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's just it. It's like... We've got a couple of things that a couple of friends, you know, it was just like, hey, yeah, you're doing this. You you want a, a, a new home for it. And that's, it's just such a loose thing. It's like it's it's not like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing this. It's just kind of a, a group of people together to be like, hey, we're doing the same thing. I, I've got a website. I've got storage. You don't have to put it just on like, you know, Podbean or Podomatic or wherever it might be that it gets kind of lost in the shuffle. It, you know, this kind of gives you a dedicated spot for it. And that that's kind of all we do. It's like, yeah, it's still your content. You, if you decide to part ways, just, yeah, go. Totally. It's, it's okay. Totally, man. Open door policy is what we always say that we have, you know. And any shows that have left the network, we still have a pretty good, if not great, relationship with. They're still good friends. But sometimes few people feel like they have a better fit, you know, wherever. That's totally cool. I totally understand that. Like, your pod is your voice, right? You got to do what you feel is best right and most comfortable for it. So, you know, absolutely. You got to take those strokes. And I love helping people. Like, we have this one show on the network called Heroes and Coffee. And it's one of our flagship shows. It's hosted by Phoenix Diner. I almost fuddled that again. Dinerdet. Uh, D-A underscore Nerdet. At on the Twitters. But uh, Phoenix... 
uh, hosts Heroes and Coffee, and she – okay, check this out. This is how this – I'll give you a quick brief history of how this all happened here is uh, I wanted to start a network back when I just had an elegant weapon. And she had been a, a, a supporter of the show since I started it. She'd been a very good friend on Twitter. I met her online, you know, one of those super good Twitter friends uh, that becomes like family and those weird things. And she had something called uh, Media Junk Food. And all it was was just like a Facebook page and like a Twitter account. And she just retweeted and made commented, you know, like a pop culture news page, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided, hey – you know, we hang out, we do so much together. What if I was to start a podcast network, call it the Junk Food Podcast Network, and we'd be like affiliated? You know what I mean? We can kind of help each other and get this going. So she was like, all right, that sounds cool. Let's do this. So we did it up, and then she started a show, and uh, it was the Junk Food Podcast. And she decided to podcast a bit and try it out. And, you know, because of all the things I'd set up, I was able to help her with this. And she'd appeared on my show. And, you know, she's a shy. She's a geek girl. She's kind of introverted, you know. And she started doing this show. And every week you could just hear it. Her coming more and more and more out of her shell. Her being more and more interactive and being more and more comfortable. And then Josh who was running points of interest podcast network, all our shows were doing so much cross potting and so much interaction that it really made no sense that it was two networks. So we were like, let's, you know, let us combine and form devastator. Right. We were like, let's fucking meld this shit. So I went to her and I was like, look, let's do this. Let's keep the name points of interest and you have your show. And then she turned it into heroes and coffee and she's just like fucking taken right off. It's like a blurred show, like a black nerd show in that community. <laughs> it's huge, right? And she's doing fucking incredible work. And I'm so unbelievably proud of having been able to provide her with this opportunity to grow, you know, and become less introverted and happier with herself and more comfortable and confident. And yeah, man, it's it's just one it's one of the best accomplishments for me that have that has come out of podcasting as a reward, you know. And and that's that's the cool thing too is that you know we're we're we're, we're super lucky because we do have a bunch of friends. You know, I've said it before, we have a bunch of friends who podcast. Yeah, and it's and it's all straight up just like, hey, who's who's doing something cool right now? Okay. Yeah, we're helping them. We're going to talk about them. We're going to, yeah. you know, it's it's never there's never too the 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 jealousy or the oh you're getting so many hits and I'm not and it's it's just like oh you're doing it let's let's cross it up let's do this let's let's hang out let let let's talk you know just we're like we're doing right now it's it's yeah there's a lot of podcasts to be like oh another podcaster no way don't don't talk about your show you can oh, be don't talk about your stuff <laughs> I hate when I see that I've I've been to podcaster meetups at like conventions and shit. And that's all it is. It's just weird people eyeing each other. And it's like, what the hell? Like, you know, let's let's make this happen. Let's start talking. You know, let's start fucking hanging out and being nice and being curious. Be podcasters, damn it. You know, where's your inquisitive nature? Fucking start talking to each other. And I've been to ones where people just are sitting there in their little cliquey groups and glaring at other people. And then all they want to do talk about half of them is their fucking downloads and it's like really like really aren't there far more interesting things for us to be talking about than your stupid numbers because when i started in 2011 it wasn't close to this you know like five years later and it's exploded even so much more and there's guys who've been doing it for like 10 years you know points of interest is actually like i think nine years or 2009 josh started points of interest so that's a good seven years that that network's been going. And, you know, in the time that it's grown just since then, it's it's enormous. It's like I heard Adam Carolla compare it to indie bands. Like there's 3,000 new podcasts a week. You know what I mean? Like it, it standing out is like a billion to one. So don't try to do that. Just do your thing and it'll stand out to someone, you know? And it's pretty much all you can really do to be genuine about it. Exactly, and and that is that is like the perfect uh, analogy is 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 indie bands because 
It, it anyone can do it. You know, not everybody can do it well, but anyone can do it. And and that's what it it just makes it. it, it that's what makes it all about just being about you and and, and doing you and doing it the way you want to do it. So it's it, it, it's it's crazy to 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 think that you're going to you know make make a million dollars off of off of a podcast that you know that you're making in your mom's basement for for 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 11.95 a month and you're going to make it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um your panel. Tell me a bit about the Make Pod panel. Cuz this is this was a huge honor, kid. So one day I get a notification on Facebook and I look at this comment, these comments in this thread and Pat is talking about wanting to do uh, he's going to do a podcasting panel uh, at uh, Cherry Hill, yes. Uh, no, it was at We're, Grand Rapids. Oh, it was Grand. Oh, yes, that's right. Because there was a chance I was maybe going to go back. And uh, yeah, so you're going to do that because people are doing a lot more podcasting one on one type panels or live shows at conventions now. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it out. But you were looking for a name, and the wonderful Miss Cosmic Casey uh, busted out. You know, if Jay Clark doesn't mind, how about hashtag Make Pod? And I was, <laughs> it was such a gleeful moment for me. And I was just like, yes, it's finally caught. Cause <laughs> I've been using hashtag make pod for years because, you know, hashtag make comics has always been a huge hashtag. And, you know, I used to use those two all the time. And so I've always used it. I've always pushed it. And for you to go ahead and not only be gracious enough, but actually like think you had to ask me. But <laughs> you did anyways, but then you went ahead and used it, and it was so thrilling for me that you did that. <laughs> it's such a silly thing, man, but, it, you know, it was just so much fun for me. So thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was great. It, it, the, the, only problem, the, the only problem was is uh, for some unknown reason, I, I, I don't get why you would do this, it, you know, being involved in a show – they didn't put in what the panels were in the program guide. If you didn't plan the panels beforehand, you had no idea what the panels were. Uh, it was, it, let's just say it was, it, it, it was a, a, a full house, but it was just full of air. <laughs> oh, so literally like it would have said make pod in the schedule, in the schedule, but not what the pod, the panel was about like, right. Exactly. Oh, that's a like, flub, guys. Grand Rapids, come on, that's a flub. That's a huge flub. You can't do that. Yep, and that's and I I reached out to the promoter after that. I'm like, if you're gonna put panels in the guide, you gotta tell people what the panels are for because they're not gonna plan all their panels ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just oh man, you gotta be careful. And it's it's been it's been fun because you know I, I I lend a big helping hand of involvement there with the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Who, of course, this episode is brought to you by. Go check it out, April seventh to ninth. Um, and just learning and seeing more about how the things work is is crazy. Like so much more goes into it. There's so many guys out there get a lot of money and think, oh, I know a few artists. I can throw a comic con. No, you want to <laughs> throw a good, successful event all around. There's so many facets into it. You need a team. You need a good team. You need a well-organized team. You need a dedicated team, you know, and you can't let those flubs happen, man. Well, and we, uh, we've talked about this recently on, on, on another uh, – on Derek's show uh, that the the con scene is – you know, it's getting to that point. It's getting to the – it's getting to the money grab point where so many people are trying to get into it. And uh, Jay Fosgood, our, our friend and the uh, – the designer of your new logo, I believe. Yes, yeah, uh, that's that was the point we were talking earlier about stepping up and involving. First, finally, after five years, I've actually got a professionally done logo for the show. <laughs> <laughs> By of course, JP Fosgate. Yes. Yeah, is this, but but so he he and I were out with Derek, and, and he brought up this the, the 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 point of you know everybody's doing shows and everybody thinks they can do these shows and they do these money grabs. Because they see all the things that are going on in, in, in nerd culture and all that with the superhero movies and everything. They're like, oh, I'll just throw a few things at it and yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he, he – uh, I'll give him full credit for this. And 
because he 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 was spot on with the with the analogy. It's that you're getting these church basement and dirt mall shows right. that that are popping up that that aren't they're they're not putting on the professional level stuff. They're not putting into it. And you're you're exactly right. And there's there's so much that goes into it. We yeah. we meet all year. We we meet intermittently. You know from pretty much the day we close the show yeah, to the yeah. opening of the next show. It's, yeah, yeah. you know, and as we get closer, those meetings get closer together. <laughs> well, the, the best shows I find, you can you can usually tell a successful con of whatever size by when they announce the dates for the next show. And the best of the best usually announce those dates by the end of the weekend that it's happening. Great Philadelphia Comic Con, Motor City Comic Con, Fan Expo, C2E2, New York Comic Con. By the end of the weekend, they're like, come back, whatever dates, next year, we're going again, you know? And that's that's the machine. That's the well-organized, you know, situation. So I can greatly appreciate that, definitely, you know? And, and around here, we have a lot of those dirt mall shows and stuff but we have shows of every level like it's ridiculous what goes on here just spoiled to hell and 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 a lot of them are like burlington like or like holiday inns right Mm -hmm. like renting out holiday inns for a day and throwing a comic-con here is like a hobby for people it's like there's some toy (laughs) shows now that i know are going monthly uh the ontario collectors con uh throws shows all the time uh, but the Burlington Toy Show is a show in Burlington close to me here, and they have decided they're going to have a one – it's free admission one day a month toy show. And all the vendors basically come and set up once a month. And, you know, that's that's one week of content for me right there a month, so I'm good. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> they usually have a few comic artists set up and stuff, so, yeah. What's on uh, what's on your docket coming up for this year then? Uh, well, we uh, we 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 just announced uh, last week. We announced Cooper Andrews, who plays Jerry on The Walking Dead, is coming to the show. Um, Very cool. We we had a, a really good experiment. Uh, we we st- for for seven years we stayed away from media guests. We never did a media guest, but you know, you get to the point where people kind of are, are knocking down your door. Get get some media guests, get some people, you know, get some get some stars, get some. Right. But you know, but we've always sat on the we're we're a comic show, we're Comic Con, um, and and we kind of jumped that 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 thing and 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 finding the right type of people. So we brought in Brian O'Halloran last year, and he was wildly successful. People loved it. He was he. If you've never met that guy. Meet him. He is awesome. I he, can't believe I haven't been to a show that he's been at yet. It's he's crazy. He he's one of the coolest, chillest dudes you'll you'll meet, and, and had a great time just sitting there and just talking to him like known him for for years. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And you know, Ming, so, Ming and Mike are very that way too. It, oh, dude, I I rallied so hard to get them at this year's show, and I I, I lost. <laughs> That's too bad, man. They were well. They were uh, Motor City. I got them to be on my uh, 200th episode, right? Yeah, I, I, I look forward to meeting those guys sometime soon um, yeah. at, at something. Um, but it, you know, so so we've got so we decided to go, you know, go back to the well this year. We brought in, uh, uh, you know, Cooper Andrews, Jerry from The Walking Dead, and then we have uh, Peyton Witch who played the bully on Stranger Things, which oh, is nice insanely successful that show netflix just keeps striking the iron right now oh like, yeah yeah they're crushing it right they're now. my favorite part of marvel they're i love those shows better than the fucking movies man those shows like like daredevil season one's probably the best but my second after that is jessica jones and david tennant oh god david tennant's so good the single greatest marvel villain ever on film live action in any way the fact that this guy didn't win award after award for that performance blows my mind that was some creepy psychological fucking acting masterclass bullshit right there man that's what that was and I can't get over how good he was in that role. Just, just unreal. Like I thought Kingpin was cool 
And then David Tennant steps in and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to mind fuck you. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much mind fucking me. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, man, I'm so down for that shit. Yeah, we're 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 sitting on one more big announcement that uh, it, it, this is going to be our our, our our comics guest of honor that we we have uh, in our pocket. It is not announced yet, but it's coming soon. Ooh, so. ooh, exciting! Where can people pay attention for these announcements and such? Uh, Facebook.com uh, slash, I think it's Cherry Capital Comic Con. I'm looking at that right now. Um, or CherryCapitalComicCon.com. Uh, I know the website right off the top of my head. It's it's that stupid, like, Facebook, What what's the slash for the for the? Page? Yeah, slashes, comms, and whatever. Just write in Cherry, Cherry Hill Cap or... Cherry Capital Comic Con. Cherry Capital Comic Con. Now, what's Cherry Capital? Is that the name of the area or what is Cherry Capital? Yep, yep. Uh, Traverse City is the national cherry capital, um, it, it, or the cherry capital of the world is actually what they call the area. Oh, fuck off, uh, really. So that's I thought that was like the name of an area within there or whatever. It's literally – the words are what it means, like the cherry capital. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. We, we have the National Cherry Festival here in town every oh, July. Wow, that's uh, fantastic, man. What na- Naming your fucking Comic-Con after something so generally <laughs> unattached well, to that cherry <laughs> Well, it, 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 the funny story behind the name of that. Oh, um, I love it. it, it, it it's not even the – we kind of had to go to that after – um, San Diego got super big for their britches and were sending out cease and desist letters like they were candy. Did you get one or were you just being proactive? Proactive. Okay. Pro- proactive. Okay. Um, and, and then, <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, it, it, it for, forever and always, Salt Lake City, the, the guy, the, the, the promoters behind Salt Lake City Comic Con will be the heroes of the Comic Con world. For, for years to come yes. because they broke that embargo in the best possible way yeah. by parking a car wrapped in their logo, Salt Lake City Comic Con, right in front of the main convention center in San Diego. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Just <laughs> two big middle fingers yeah, right to yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to stand up to those asses. They ain't even the biggest and baddest anymore. They're just a giant celeb fest at this point, so – you know. They're not. Yeah, I think they're like the fourth or fifth attended now. Yeah, man, give me my uh, hometown fan expo number three or number two at this point. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think I it's think... New York and then Fan Expo. I think is holding it down. If uh, if I'm correct, so I believe so. I think Salt Lake City's creeping up there. C2E2 is up there. Um, I think MegaCon maybe. Oh yeah, creeping up there yeah. down there in Orlando. It definitely is Dragon Con, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's badass stuff, man. So, uh, you you ever been up to Canada this way or any way or? Uh, the farthest I've made it Just into going Canada to get is drunk Windsor. in Windsor. Yeah, absolutely, I grew up <laughs> I grew up in the Detroit area, so <laughs> turn nineteen right across the border, man. <laughs> That's gotta be crazy, man, to have that. It, it must be nice at least to have that option there when you do hit nineteen to be like, yep. And that was about back in the day, probably before you needed a passport too, right? To come over, yep. man. It was, I, yeah. yeah. I remember being a kid because we, uh, I live about an hour from the Buffalo border, right? And uh, <laughs> as kids, we would always go over. We called it going over the river, and uh, you know, you cross over at the falls and go into Buffalo and do your shopping for the day because it saved us money, right? Less taxes <laughs> than here, and. Uh, it was funny because you, you didn't need anything. You didn't need a driver's license. You just pulled up and they were like, you know, citizenship. You said Canadian. They're like, okay, see ya. And you drove across. And we used to wear uh, like crappy clothes because we'd go back to school shopping. So we'd wear all the stuff we were going to throw out. We'd buy all the new stuff and then we'd put it on and wear it and throw out all our clothes and old shoes so we didn't have to pay duty coming back over the border. <laughs> 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 that's perfect <laughs> oh yeah man it's uh border town living you know it's pretty cool stuff <laughs> the, the, the one downside of, of of you know being 19 and, and being able to cross the border is the 
well, one of my my best friends is in radio in Detroit, and he has been since like since we were nineteen, twenty years old. You know, so he uh, he's he's a goofball. Love him, but when right. he gets drunk, he gets a little mouthy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is not a problem you want to have when you're trying to get back into your home country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when it's the United States and you need to get back in. Yeah, you got to be careful, at least especially nowadays. Man, I got to yeah. come to. The, I have two. I'm sorry, I have three committed events this summer in America, and I really hope it goes smoothly. I've got. Great Philadelphia Comic Con, Motor City Comic Con, and Derek Becker and Melissa Wong's wedding. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be there, sweet. Yeah. So, well, we, I, we're making it a pod event. I heard you guys fucking talking about this on that show too, and we are yep. absolutely fucking making it. I told him microphones for centerpieces. Yeah. You know, like each table should just have a little recording set up as the centerpiece and record the whole damn thing and just put out like an eight or 10 hour podcast of just like the best just take your time and go through it they don't have kids yet he can take the time to do it <laughs> just fucking sca- sit in his little pod closet scour through like you know 12 hours of wedding recordings <laughs> find all the funny shit stitch it up are you listening to me Derek Becker god damn it the greatest wedding pod of all time. <laughs> but might, might be a whole new segment of podcasting is of of, of re- recording That's... everything that happens at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, Derek knows he doesn't trust me at all, man. I have this horrible tendency to always hit record. Like it's just it's just one of the mantras I've learned. So like it's funny because we'll be at a bar or something, and you know we'll have had a few drinks enough to the point that where he'll go into a story and stop and turn to me and be like, "Are you recording?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "No, man, not at all." And I got it like totally on in my pocket. <laughs> no, but Derek's the wise one. Derek knows, you know. Even when we're talking on Skype and stuff, and like, you know, just say we're talking business or whatever, you know, gossip shit. <laughs> He'll be like, "Fucking, wait a minute, are you recording?" <laughs> That's one thing I'm. I'm always. I've. I've never been. I've never. I, and I think it's partly because I have somehow. Somehow I've made like a tremendous amount of friends in in radio. Um, not just my buddy who ended up going into the business, like even when I moved away, I moved up here to Traverse City, like somehow I fell in with all the radio people. Right. And I know That's like, helpful. Yeah. the DJ's like crazy. And and I'm just like, so like I am always leery of record. Uh, I, I'm the polar opposite of you. You you always hit record. I never hit record. <laughs> like I, I am very blatant Yeah, but radio makes that- you think about live though, right? Like I would probably be far more cautious if every time I hit record, I knew it was live, right? <laughs> like these are just, just a, like I have a treasure trove of files on my computer, a fucking podcast that can never fucking see the light of day. <laughs> I will lose so many friends. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I do every now and then get some, get some decent stuff. Uh, with hanging out with uh the rocketing guys. Uh, right Tony on. Mello yeah, and yeah, Bul- yeah. Oh, yeah, and... the gooder guys and shit, man, for sure. <laughs> I I cut a drop out of uh, out of one time when talking with Tony, him saying ass butt. I never use it. it. I look at it and I see it. And I'm like, I need to. I just need to like drop that one day. <laughs> I love drops, man. I was talking to Jay Fosgett earlier, and he was talking about how he I. You know, I was like, did you get out of any fresh air today or you just been in your house for fucking four days drawing? Like, I like to remind him there's an outside. <laughs> and so he said, actually, yeah, I went for a walk and I guess he was recording uh, just like Bodhi ideas for Bodhi Troll, his comic and stuff. And, you know, just, you know, as he's walking, he's recording down, you know, audio ideas. And I guess he passed like this house that he knows where there's a dog that lives there that just loves him. So every time this dog, you know, comes over, he's like, hey, sweetie, hey, poppy, and like petting it and shit. And I guess he said he just kept recording, right? So he's actually got that recording. And I was like, dude, you have to fucking send that shit to me. 
So right in the middle of my show, I can just drop Jay Foskey going, oh, it's a puppy. <laughs> I would pay to hear that. Yeah, man, totally. He needs to isolate that shit. Fucking send it to me because that's fucking, that is gold and a half. Well, uh, Pat, uh, this has been an hour of absolute gold. Thank you so much for finally taking the time to hang out and make some pod with me. No, thank you for having me. It, uh, I, I feel bad that it's taken this long because it's it's too much fun to hang out with you, man. Oh, dude, thanks so much. Likewise, we are definitely going to do this uh, tons more times. Uh, give the people all that fucking info shit. Where's all your shit, man? Uh, DigitalNerdage.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at DigitalNerdage, uh, and then Cherry Capital Comic Con, Memorial Day weekend in Traverse City, Michigan. Come on over. You'll have a great time, I promise you. Very good times. Uh, and people, get out there. Make some pod. Uh, you've heard how easy it can be. You can hurt, you've heard what an adventure it can be. Um, it can be helpful in so many ways beyond just fucking um, uh, a thousand people listening to you every day or whatever the shit. There are untold benefits to anything. You know, uh, any kind of skill, anything you set your mind to doing, a task you want to achieve or accomplish is good for you. Making pod is good for you. Making dubs is good for you. So I'm going to do that. Uh, Pat, thank you again, sir. It's been wonderful. Thanks. Uh, that's all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon, kids. Tech it